Babineau, Yahweh, on Victory 91.5. Such a good one. Now, you're talking about how it's ironic that song came on. It really was. You know, our system kind of rotates the song, so we didn't do that. You know, we didn't put that song in there, but uh, we, we're talking about the different names of, of God. And so it's it's neat to actually study this out because you were actually talking about Jehovah and right. some other names too. So explain why those are important or special to you. Well, it's the, Yahweh is actually using the, is the those four letters of yud Hey. Vav hey, uh, it's ironic. Yehovah is the way you pronounce it uh, historically, and uh, because of the vowels, uh, it's it is ironically. Uh, it's almost uh, impossible though to make good rhymes with Yehovah, whereas uh, <laughs> a Yahweh on the other hand, which is the wrong pronunciation, <laughs> really works well in songs. But uh, nonetheless, they're both the exact same word. It's just different vowels. Uh, Jehovah is something that comes from the English language. And that one actually didn't show up till the 1700s. There was no hard J. Uh, the J uh, that was there, even back in the early versions, the King James and the Geneva Bible, they were still pronounced, uh, let's see, uh, as a Y. So uh, that one's, you know, it, but it works. Everybody, you get the concept. So whether you see Yehovah, Yahweh, or Jehovah, they're all the same one. It's that it's they are the four letters of his name. And so mm. I consider them good. And I, I love that uh, folks are singing his name. And that makes me excited all the way. <laughs> so we're talking about sanctifying his name. We're talking about now we're in the Lord's Prayer. We're going back in the Hebrew and saying, all right, what's the difference from the Hebrew uh, version, which would have been early, which Jesus would have taught in the, in the Hebrew, not in the Greek. So uh, the next part of the Lord's Prayer is Vayit Barak Malkut Ko. So Barak is the word for uh, bless or praise. So Vayit Barak. And Malkuko is the kingdom, your kingdom. So it basically is, may it be blessed, your kingdom. You're used to probably praying, your kingdom come, which is a very different variation. So when you talk about the kingdom, then you got a whole big concept. So you have these thoughts. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is near you. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God has come upon you. It gets a little confusing through the scriptures. Luke 19 also, while they were listening to um, the, the teaching, Yeshua went on to tell a parable because he was very near Jerusalem and the people supposed that the kingdom of God was about to appear at any moment. So in their day and in our day, people really battle of what in the world is the kingdom? Is it here? Is it coming? Is it at the end of the end of the ages? And Jesus tells the story of a nobleman who gives 10 servants different levels of wages and goes away for a period, then comes back to reward or punish them based on how they handled the wages. In that story, you know, the kingdom of God is here and is yet to come. And that seems to be, if you follow through all of Jesus's teaching on the kingdom, that's kind of how, how it works. The kingdom of God or heaven is already here in us, but it's also coming every day and will arrive in its fullness at the end of history. So the best is yet to come. So you certainly can pray your kingdom come because that's very accurate. To some degree, you can see the kingdom in the church. You can see it in government authority sometimes. But the power that the Holy Spirit is always working in most is is in us. So yet the power we experience can be compared compared to the power to come when the devil is cast into hell and we're reigning with Jesus on the earth. So that's the kingdom. 
But we're focusing, in the Lord's Prayer at least, is praying that the kingdom in all its aspects is blessed while we await his coming. So both the Hebrew and the Greek express this reality. The Hebrew word ni or barach comes from the word bless, barak, which also means to kneel. As in, at the name of Yeshua, Jesus, every knee should bow to the glory of God the Father. So we should definitely long for the coming of his eternal kingdom one day in the future. Some years, it's, it's just all you can hope for. Uh, the word kingdom joins two words, king and domain. So we're praying for his people to come under his domain and his rule. We're praying that every knee will bow, including our own inner knee, that his name in us will be expressed in the power of the Holy Spirit to destroy the works of the enemy, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, save the lost, promote righteousness for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon his people all over the earth. In Genesis, it says this, I will make you a great nation. I will bless or brock you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. So God freely gives to us so that we can freely give to others. So that's kind of the whole point of that section. It goes on in the Lord's Prayer. Your will shall be done in heaven and on earth. In the King James and the various New King James and various ones, it says, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which is a pretty significant step away when you say, Your will shall be done in heaven and on earth. Notice the kingdom is both here, now, and still to come. So his will must also come about in both areas. Your will be done on earth and in heaven. The difference between the Greek and the Hebrew translations is pretty significant. When you pray, your will be done, you're looking for it to be done. Your will shall be done is a very prophetic statement of fact. You're declaring that he is El Shaddai, that God is all-powerful. In the end, God's will to restore everything to its original intended purpose will be done, and the adversary will be forever destroyed. That's what's going to happen. But this means that daily, we've got to yield to let the kingdom rise up and rule in our hearts. The church must yield, and the lost whom God is calling must all yield to recognize the voice of our shepherd. So we really have to learn to declare the truth, even when the liar is whispering in our ears about our failures, and then rise up from where we've fallen and take that next step. So that's kind of the essence of that section of the Lord's Prayer. Coming up, the daily bread. That is a very profound section of the Lord's Prayer, English, uh, Greek, or Hebrew.